0: Let's turn to the book of Acts uh, tonight, this evening. Acts chapter sixteen. Acts chapter sixteen. You know, one of the things uh, I was in charge of in my mother church, in a, in a Derby church, was the praise and worship team. Um, I was the bass player, um, and so I spent most of my time in praise and worship sessions on the stage, looking out at the crowd. So over the years, I began to, be, or began to get a picture of what it looked like for people to come into the house of God and worship God. And many times I was very glad, but sometimes I was sad because people, some people didn't recognize what exactly praise and worship was. Sometimes people would come into the house of God in the house of the Lord and say, oh, that was nice music. It was nice, a nice atmosphere, but miss the point of what praise and worship really is. Some people don't understand that we are trying to worship God. And, and if you don't get that, then you can treat praise and worship just anyhow. Um, You can come in with an attitude of praise and worship just like Willie Linney, as if it's another uh, piece of music that we're listening to. Listen, when we praise and worship God, uh, we are giving credit where credit is due. How many know that in this place? When you worship God, you are saying, uh, you are worth my worship. When you worship God, you are also humbling yourself. Say, I'm going to get rid of the pride and I'm going to humble myself and say, God You are worth the worship. So I want to preach a sermon of entitled, The Power of Praise and Worship. And we're going to look at Acts chapter 16, verse number 23. Uh, Read along with me. This is when Paul and Silas uh, were arrested for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we catch that story in verse number 23. It says, And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison. Commanding the jailer to keep them securely, having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Uh, Verse number 25, it says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. The power of praise and worship. Now, this right here, I like to consider this a very familiar portion of scripture. I like to consider this uh, the instruction manual on how to worship God. There's a few things we're going to point out here from Paul and Silas um, that we can take into our own life. And many times I see it here, I stand on this stage and I see people worshiping God. I'm like, yes. You have this. You understand what this is. But also, I see people here on this stage, you are missing out on the power of praise and worship. So we want to understand that today. The first instruction is number one, when and where? When and where? Bible says, but at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. We see, but we understand, all you English students, we understand that that is a a conjunction, a joining word, meaning uh, contrary to, or in spite of, or in contrast to. So joining to the two sentences together, the sentence before, meaning that they was in prison, and it says, but they still gave their praise and worship to God. So in other words, they're saying, doesn't matter what the situation is, or where life has taken you, you can have a midnight hour, but you can still worship God. Come on now. whatever go, Whatever's going on in your life, you qualify to worship God. Because how many know, we understand beatings in this day and age. Maybe you've been in school, been in a few fights and so on. But you, you know, when it just says things like they had laid stripes on them. You know, sometimes you read the Bible and it's nice flowery language. They laid stripes on them. Just sounds, you know, just timid. But when we're talking laying stripes, we're talking about ripping flesh off your back with whips that had bones sticking out of it. They laid stripes on them. And if this that wasn't enough, they put them not just into prison, they're in a prison. We're talking a dungeon, literally a hole. No human rights back then. And that's where they were at midnight. And that's when they decided to join the praise and worship team. Come on now. That's when they decided, listen, we're going to sing like we've never sung before. So that entitles, that says to me that whatever you're going through right now, you qualify to join the praise and worship team. Whatever's going on, whatever midnight you're in right now, you qualify to lift up your voice and worship God. It was the same Paul that said in Philippians 4.4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice For those of you Bible students, you know exactly where he was when he wrote those. Again, he was in prison. He's telling people, he's encouraging people who are outside free. Here he is bound, chained to a Roman soldier. And he's encouraging them who are free. Saying rejoice. I say rejoice. First thing, when and where? Anywhere and anytime. Can you say amen in this place? Instruction number two is how. And this is quite important now. Verse number 25 in our scripture, it says, And the prisoners... We're listening to them. Now, I don't want to get too deep in this one, but if the prisoners were able to listen to them, that means they had something to listen to, correct? Nice and simple. And I say that because sometimes that falls on deaf ears. I remember going to uh, uh, one of the, the churches I went to growing up. It's called St. Andrews, St. Andrews a nice uh, uh, church of England church, you know, they have hymn books kind of thing. You take the hymn book and you, you sing along and so on. I remember going uh, as a young boy and looking to my right, a person was stood up uh, with the, the hymn book there uh, and the song was going on. But he was reading the hymn book and not saying a word. And I looked and I said, what are you doing? And he says, I'm singing. I'm like, where? He says, I'm singing in my mind. That's what I'm doing. I'm singing in my mind. And how many know, listen, if he was in prison that day and he was worshipping God in their mind, the prisoners would never have known. Nothing would have happened because when you sing, it has to be a fruit of your lips. Can you say amen in this place? It comes out. It has to be something that you go. And I know because sometimes, especially in this country, we can be reserved. And it's just, a, it's, I'm just, I'm very reserved. This is what I do. I'm just here. No, no, when you sing, you must sing. Some of those sing, some of those voices you have in the shower. Listen, it, no one's around. You, you throw it out there. But when you come a place where the people around, just quiet, reserved. I'm singing in my mind. Listen to Hebrews 13 and verse number 15. The Bible says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to our God. That is the fruit of our lips. It's something that comes out of our mouth. Look at Psalms 100 and verse number one. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. The King James Version says, noise. There has to be something going on. Listen, Paul and Silas, when they were singing praise and worship, people knew about it. When they were there in the prisons, they was locked up. They was worshipping God. People were around them. They heard what was going on. They heard what they were saying and they started to see a difference. And because of this, there were some results that followed. If you follow the correct instructions of how to properly praise and worship, you can expect to experience the same results that we see in our text. And what were the results? Number one, things were shaken. Verse number 26, the Bible says suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Now you don't have to be an expert to understand in architecture that the foundation is the very important part of a building that keeps it standing up. The most important part of building is stood on its foundation. If it has a good foundation, it's a solid building. If you mess with the foundation, it's easy for that building to collapse. And in our text, we see when God was enthroned with praise and worship, he shook the very foundation of the prison. That tells me when you stand and you worship, God if you have a problem that's built over you like a castle when you worship God he's able to shake the foundations of the problems that surround you he's able to shake the foundations to the way this thing can just crumble down and tear down when you lift up the name of Jesus Christ can you say amen in this place we understand that the power of the power of praise and worship has the ability to shake from the very core, the very foundation, and the effect. Number two after this is that the effects are widespread. Verse number twenty-six. It says, "And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed." Now this phenomenon doesn't just have power to shake the foundations for you but it shakes the lives of people around you. You can't help but when you go into an atmosphere of praise and worship that something starts to break, something starts to shake. You feel something because when the praises go up we understand that God comes down and there is an atmosphere now that we can worship properly. We can experience God when we worship Him and put worth on his name it is an atmosphere when we get that correct you know sometimes uh, you can walk into a place uh, and uh, praise and worship and maybe it's a church and praise and worship was quite off and then the rest of the service is off because there hasn't been a correct foundation set. There hasn't been a correct uh, uh, setting for God to come and move. Listen, in times of praise and worship, I've heard people say, listen, I, is it, I've heard new converts say, I want to get saved now. I want to, can I have what you have? Because they're experiencing something. Listen, uh, things can be broken when you properly worship God. It is the power to change things. Listen, I find it interesting when Joshua had to go to, To Jericho he had a he had a task he said march around this and what he did was bring the praise and worship team with him because he said listen we've got to shake the foundations of these walls we need the power to do that so he called the praise and worship team and said listen go before us we need to go and worship God and as they did that on the seventh day the seventh time they shouted out and that's when the walls came down praise and worship is very very important And I said all of that to say this, that there is an assault on praise and worship today. I'm trying to convey this mission of the power that's stored up in a believer who's able to properly praise and worship God. Because we have an enemy who knows the capability of worshipping God correctly. He knows the power that it would unlock. He knows the power that it brings. Listen, the prophets Isaiah, in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel, they describe the devil of what he was like before he fell, what he was involved in. And some may say he was in charge of, of praise and worship in heaven. So you know, he knows firsthand of what it is to worship God and what it does to people when we worship God, what it does to atmospheres when we worship God. The thing is, God created us to worship. We are hardwired to do this. It is in us to worship. He created us with that. So the devil knows that he can't stop us worshipping. But what he can do is divert our worship. What he can do is take our praise and worship and change it and point the direction somewhere else. We understand that praise and worship, when we do it in the correct way, Uh, manner then God will be able to inhabit his praises but in this idolatrous world there's so many things that we can actually praise and worship I've heard people tell me listen you know I've, I've come to church I'm not it's not really my thing I don't really know how to praise that's not true all I've got to do is follow you to your football team the day before and see you worshiping come on now listen it's not true people we know how to worship we know how to, I mean, they call it, say, oh, that person, that's my idol. Yeah, it's not even, not even anymore. That's my idol. Didn't we have a show called Pop Idol? I'm sure we did. Because people understand in this idolatrous world, listen, they don't say we don't know how to worship. It's just we don't know who to worship. That's the problem. the the worship has been pointed somewhere else and we're we're going through life and worshipping and praising things and people that don't deserve our worship and praise because our worship and praise should be like our body it should be stored for one and one only and that is for the king of kings the lord of lords no one else deserves the worship and praise that we should give him can you say amen Check this out, Psalms 134, verse number two. The Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. How many times you've heard in like a a, a secular concert or a music scene, they're saying, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. (laughs) Coincidence? Absolutely not. They're saying Worship. Look at Psalms 47, verse number one. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, shout to God with the voice of triumph all the time and make some noise. Listen, what they're talking about is that we need to worship in here. I remember reading an article, Kanye West. God bless him. That guy, anyway, we need to pray for that guy. We need to pray for a lot of people. I remember he was in a concert one time and he literally stopped the concert because there was somebody on the front row who wasn't stood up to their feet. And he says, stop everything. I want you to stand up. Stand up when I'm here, stand up. Listen, because these people demand praise and worship. These people demand it. And I've seen some nonsense. I remember watching a documentary um, um, about uh, how the influence of of music and so on. And it was talking about Michael Jackson. You see when he's walking through, people literally faint in themselves. They're, They're crying. When he's up there, they're crying their hands up. I'm thinking, what on earth is this? This is praise and worship. But this is considered normal. This is considered normal people you go to, all you've got to do is go to a concert. Go to a concert and you'll see how people fall down and worship people. Listen, you have to notice that people are okay worshipping other things or other people. They come into the house of God, you say lift up your hands and all of a sudden no one knows how to lift up their hands anymore. You say sing with us, and all of a sudden oh, I can't sing, that's not me, that's not what I do because there is an assault on praise and worship the devil is trying to distract us so now we worship other things listen you can worship things just turn your attention back to where your worship should be don't stand in a praise and worship service any longer and don't lift your hands it doesn't matter listen it doesn't matter what people are doing around you say I want to worship God and as you do that you'll begin to get closer the Bible says draw near to God and he will draw near to you we need to let go of of our pride let go of our egos and say God I worship you because you are worth everything to me without you I wouldn't even have the breath inside of my lungs that deserves me to say God thank you I give you all the praise and all the honor we need to let go and say this is what I want to do God is so good and some people say listen this is not really me sometimes people look and say this is not something I want to do. It's not, really, it's not really me. I like to keep myself together. I love reading 2 Samuel 6 and verse number 13 all the way to 6. And this is David. Read with and it says in verse number 13, it says, so it was, uh, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, uh, uh, that he sacrificed uh, sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep, uh, then David danced before the Lord with all his might, I love reading that, he danced before the Lord with all his might, uh, can you imagine what that must have looked like, uh, can you imagine he would be perspiring, sweating, and uh, danced to the Lord with all his might, and it says, and David was wearing a linen ephod, so David and all his house of Israel brought up the Ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the trumpet. It's verse number sixteen. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, uh, Michal Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Verse number 20, he said, Then David returned to bless his household, uh, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of the servant, and one of the, uh, the, the base, as one of the base fellows, shamelessly uncovered himself. You know, that problem right there is a problem some people have. They want to worship God, but they think thinking, What will people think of me? How would it look if I raised my hand? I'm meant to be cool out here. How would it look if I my hand, both my hands are lifted up? I'm meant to I have a I have a you know I have a an ego to kind of protect. I have a status. I'm a bad man. Come on. Bad men don't lift up their hands. <laughs> hey, come on, I've seen I've seen some cool people at the back of back of church just just mad dogging me, just just looking, just because <laughs> how would it look? How would it look if I'm up there, just my hands are raised and sound like that? Come on, man. That's nonsense, man. All you got to do is go to a Jay-Z concert. What does he tell people to do all the time? Put your hands in there and they do sing this, do that, all this. Your hands are all over. Come on, man. Please don't give me that, that nonsense. In church, oh, we don't do this. But when it comes to Jay-Z, though, all right. See, because the devil has is, is, is been able to kind of divert people's worship. Because he can't switch off the worship. We're wired to worship. God made us like that. But he can try and switch it off god and put it on anyone or anything devil can do anything he will try and do anything he can do to try and move and push people so one of the things we can look at one of the things is self-consciousness praise and worship is supposed to be about god and not about you people are self-conscious well why it's got nothing to do with you praise and worship is not for you it is for god we are worshipping God. What will people think doesn't matter? Listen, because it is all down to God. I remember going uh, uh, on outreach and I was taking a, a new guy with us. Uh, one of the things we would do was sing praise and worship in the streets. We'll clap and sing. Um, he was with us until that point. <laughs> until that point, he kind of just darted out somewhere. And after we finished, I was like, bro, where was you? like, I didn't want no one to see me doing that. <laughs> what would <do> people think? <laughs> Come on, man. So when you get to heaven, you stand before God. Listen, that's all we're going to be doing for for years. You know, the first thousand years... <laughs> it's going to be the longest praise and worship session there is I just pray, I hope God, listen just for, just for maybe 10 years can I play the bass, just for 10 years can I just do that, please And then, and then I, I, can't, I can't wait to when we actually get to worship God and the croaky, nasty voice that I have will be replaced with a voice that's better than Whitney, Whitney, Whitney what's her name, oh come on now when we praise God, when we worship God it will sound like angel, angels just coming out there and oh come on, that's what we're going to be doing If you can't do that on earth, what are you gonna do in heaven? You have a problem with that right here on earth? Listen, you won't like heaven, trust me. (laughs) Go find another place to spend eternity, but you won't like it. Praise and worship, we're going to be doing that before God, calling holy, 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 just giving everything to God. He didn't want people to see Him. Come on now. First one is self consciousness, second one here is an an excuse. Uh, It's not my character. I can't get involved in that because it's not me. See, in my culture, we don't do this. In my culture, we are reserved. Now, don't get me wrong. When you go to different cultures of the world, there are differences in how we worship God. But there must be an expression of praise and worship. There must be some sort of expression. You might see people come and dance. You might see people have a tambourine. You might see people you know, raise their hand. There has to be an expression of praise and worship. The next one is pride. In order to worship God, you have to humble yourself. You cannot be prideful and worship God. They don't mix. When you worship, you are humbling yourself. Because when you worship, you're saying, I am looking to somebody that is greater than I am. Pride says, I'm the man worship says (laughs) you're the man come on now there was a guy yesterday young guy fresh off the streets he heard us preaching and he got the mic and he says Jesus is the man (laughs) that's all he could preach (laughs) Jesus is the man I was like praise God the guy understands he gets it humbled himself we need to come and humble ourselves when we worship God we're saying God you are the man I want to look lastly about the blessing of praise and worship Now you see this subject is so important uh, because the way I see prayers and worship is it is is designed, we are designed to worship God. That's what we're designed to do. Um, We are not designed to receive worship. We're designed to worship God. That's why I find it so sickening that a person that can be in a place of prominence receives worship. Anytime you read that in the Bible where people came, even angels, they wanted to worship. Angels like, no, 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 don't do that. Worship only God. But here people actually seek worship. You must call me this. You must call me this. Address me this way. Uh, some of the guys, uh, I had some guys on my house today, they, was, they were showing me. Uh, two pastors, one in particular, when he walked into the room. <laughs> not worse than that I wish it was just clapping it was worse than that when they walked into the room he had people line up and have rose petals and throw them on the floor and he can walk on rose petals (laughs) listen anyone try that nonsense in here listen don't come on worship not worship God but people thrive on that kind of stuff, and and the thing is, that's why, that's why you know most artists and stuff they're a bit weird because we're not designed to receive worship. We're not designed to receive that worship. So when you see people make it big stars, I mean, let's take let's take Michael Jackson for example. People worshipped him. That's why he was weird because we wasn't meant we not we we're not meant to receive that. <laughs> Sorry for all you Michael Jackson fans out here. Come on, listen, he was weird. Come on, let's be real. He come on, <laughs> but he received that. We're not designed to receive that. We can't handle that. We can't handle that. Our, our ego gets big. And start, it starts You say, maybe I'm, you start believing that. Maybe I am good. Maybe I am, you know, I am God. No, 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 no. There is one God. And we should worship God. We should understand that. We are not designed to receive it. We are designed to give worship to God. And when you reserve it, God is glorified. God is glorified. In Daniel chapter 3, the king tried that himself. He set up a, 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 massive, a, a massive idol, a statue. A statue said, when we play the praise and worship, the music starts. I want you all to bow down and worship this. And there was a few people that said, listen, do whatever you want to us, king, but let, let it be known. I don't even have to answer you in this. We're not going to bow down to that. Why? Because worship is revered and uh, uh, saved for one only. And it's not you. I'm going to worship God and God alone. Things happen when you give God the glory. When you worship God, I like to think of it as like God's entrance music. Come on now. You come, praise and worship, and we're singing, we're lifting up his name, Jesus. You know, the songs that I love, I love the name, I love the songs that, that you know exactly who you're talking to. Sometimes these are praise and worship songs can be a little bit edgy. You don't even know, actually, who, who are we singing to? Is this just a love song? Is this, you know, you can take the same song and sing it to your boyfriend. It'd be no, no different, right? I love it when we do actually name the name of Jesus. I love it. Because you you know exactly, I'm lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. There's no mistake who this song is directed to. Can you say amen? There's no misunderstanding here to say, actually, is this just a nice, uh, 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 positive song? No, this is worship of Jehovah Jireh. Can you say amen in this place? This is worship of Jesus Christ, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Sometimes I get a bit passionate with praise and worship, because you just have to just let all oh, your, your your pride, your ego beside and say, God, I worship you. And then when you do that, I like to think of it as his entrance music. He can come in as the king and enter into our midst when we set up the scene correctly. Look at Psalms 22, verse number three. But you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. King James Version says, inhabits. In other words, he lives in the praises of his people. Look at Psalms 50 and verse number 23. The Bible says, who, Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct, all right, I will show the salvation of God. That's what happens when we worship God. It's like a sweet smelling aroma in the throne room of God. God will come down and move and come down. I can imagine God. Up in heaven, and as Paul and Silas were praising God, singing, I would love to know what song they were singing. I don't know, singing all the blood of Jesus. It washes right as snow. I don't know what they were singing. I don't know if they I don't know what they were singing, but as they were singing, I can imagine God in heaven saying, Angel, Gabriel, shh, listen, 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 listen to that. The praise is coming up. And as he starts to think, I remember, I think it's Pastor Yada that says this. As he starts, he starts to reel. He starts to shake his foot. He starts to beat to the tap. And because this is God, God of the universe, as he starts to tap his foot, the whole of the universe starts to shake. The foundations can't handle because God is enthroned in his praise of his people. And now the foundations of the prison are shaken. They're now free because they were singing as if they were free men. Listen, they were bond men singing as if they were free and as they started to sing as if they were free then they became free I love the fact that we can worship God in any situation they can take away your freedom they can take away your resources but they can't take away your worship if you worship the true almighty God and when we do that God will begin to move on our behalf what a sacrifice we can give a sacrifice of praise and worship church don't let the devil Divert your worship to anyone or anything else. Your worship is designed for one and one alone. Use language appropriately. Don't be saying, "Oh, that's that's my idol," or oh, "I idolize that person. I idolize this thing." No, you're, you're, just listen to what you're saying. That's my idol. That's idolatry. It's in the name. It's in the word. Let's move that aside. You may like some people, yeah. Oh, that person's a good singer, yeah, good, they're good. But that's that's as far as it goes. Listen, they listen. When we when we die, we all are equalized. I, I don't know why I'm picking on Michael Jackson today. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have nothing bad against him. But listen, when he stepped into eternity, he was just the same as all the rest of us. The only thing that mattered. what did you do when I sent my son what did you do with that information that I told you Jesus Christ came to die for you what did you do with that information so as we got people worshiping this man he dies and sees where worship should have gone can you imagine what that must have felt like don't let the devil divert your worship or put your worship on anything or anyone else The power of praise and worship is only released when we worship the one true God. Do you agree with me tonight? Let's give him praise. Let's shout praise right now. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. The power of praise and worship.